Also, if you like what you hear in today's episode, I do want to let you know about a Patreon exclusive episode that I'm going to be releasing at the same time that this episode comes out. Uh, And in that Patreon exclusive episode, I'm going to be going more in depth with specific examples around setting rituals for yourself to put distance between yourself and your work, as well as specific scripts that you can use to create healthy boundaries for yourself uh, with the clients that you're working with and also with colleagues and uh, other people within your workspace. So if that interests you, I would encourage you to head on over to Patreon, check it out. Uh, you can find it at patreon.com slash mental status pod. Uh, in there, you will find other exclusive content that is more specific, uh, more specific than the generalized content that I produce for this free show, uh, which will always be free. Um, but if you are interested in deeper dives into content related to burnout and mental health worker wellness, again, I would encourage you to check out patreon.com slash mental steps pod. You can find the uh, exclusive episodes under the $8 per month membership level. All right. Thanks so much. Let's dig in. Hello, everybody. Uh, it is just me today. Um, I was going to say that's super exciting. I don't know. Maybe it is. I'm excited. I'm excited to do this episode. Um, it is a sort of more like a topical episode. It's more related to the season that we're in. I'm recording this on Saturday, November 20th, 2021. Um, And the topic today is managing burnout during the holiday season. Um, I feel like this is an important topic for mostly everybody, I'd say, you know, that this is a big thing, uh, regardless of the industry that you work in, or, you know, what your job is, or what your family situation is. Uh, There's a lot of emotions during the holiday season for a lot of folks for a lot of different reasons. Uh, Whether it is a lot of excitement and anticipation is something that you look forward to, or whether the holidays are literally your worst nightmare and you want nothing to do with them and everything in between. Um, There's a lot of stuff that happens at the end of the year. A lot of like professional sort of stuff where everything is wrapping up. Um, For some reason, we as a society have decided that the end of the calendar year is just when stuff happens. Um, and so a lot of people find themselves trying to meet milestones or companies are pushing for certain expectations. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, so what I want to talk about today is just, it. I feel like it can probably apply to a lot of different industries. But of course, as this is a podcast for mental health professionals, we're going to be talking about handling burnout uh, in the professional realm and a little bit in the personal realm too when it comes to being a mental health worker during the holidays. Uh, So the the main points we're going to talk about today, uh, we're going to do a little bit of a a deeper dive into, but not super deep, is um, one, looking at your emotions with what we'd call soft eyes. Um, So allowing the emotions to occur and not placing judgment on them. Uh, The second one is going to be building rituals that honor the needs that you have during the holiday season and uh, rituals that allow you to put some space between yourself and your work. 
Uh, the third note that I have down is delegate, delegate, delegate. <laughs> and of course, this is important throughout the year, uh, but particularly through the holiday season, um, finding ways to delegate tasks to those who are able to help can be a really important way of managing burnout. Uh, the fourth thing I have is using a script to stick to the boundaries that you set your, for yourself in your work. So having kind of even like phrases that you can put on repeat in your own mind that you can say to the people around you when you are trying to set boundaries and stick to them uh, is using a script to make that a little bit easier for yourself. The fifth thing I have is uh, just don't force the celebration. Don't force yourself to feel any kind of way that you think you quote unquote should feel. Um, you know, try as you're able and as feels safe to communicate to others ahead of time what your limits are and kind of try to plan for yourself what you want the holidays to look like for you. The sixth thing is as much as you're able, try to demonstrate healthy boundary setting for your clients and your work by enacting them for yourself. Um, I know that this is often easier said than done, and it does put a bit of the onus on us to be, um, you know, like doing things for others for their benefit. Um, but in this case, it does seem like enacting those boundaries for yourself could also be super beneficial uh, for you in the long term. And then the last part um, is talking a little bit about approaching the end of the calendar year. Uh, I know everybody has their own opinions on New Year's resolutions, similar to the holidays, where it's like some people love it. They're all about it. They want to be able to start fresh. And some people are like, screw that. Fuck the resolution. Like, why do I have to wait? <laughs> and it's fine. It's fine. Whichever side you fall on. Um, if you are a resolutions person or if you are in a place where you're hoping to start uh, considering for yourself something new or a change that you'd like to make. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about taking the time to map out for yourself what you want your professional life to look like over the next year. Um, so let's just dive right in. We'll start with that first part. Um, to manage burnout, really giving yourself permission to, um, as we say so often in this field, feel your feelings. Um, of course, as with a lot of things, easier said than done. And I think it's very easy for most people uh, and therapists are no exception to this. Uh, it's easy to kind of blow past the way that we're feeling. It's easy to try to set the emotions aside because, I mean, to be quite honest, we have to be able to go throughout our day and um, you know, resume normal operations as much as we're able. And so things like being angry or overwhelmed or lonely or sad, um, we tend to see those things as getting in the way. Um, so with this, uh, there's the phrase looking at things with soft eyes. And I really appreciate that saying, because it's kind of similar to the way that, you know, I think a lot of us hope to be able to look at our clients and the struggles that they're going through is instead of taking a critical approach to the way that you're feeling instead of saying like oh my god like I like I can't deal with this like I'm angry I shouldn't be angry it's just my job it's just this it's just that I don't know why I feel so sad I don't know why I feel so hurt 
or exhausted or defeated. This is your invitation to take a soft, a soft approach to those feelings. Um, I talked about this in a previous episode of big burnout feelings. Um, the ones that are super easy for us to try and avoid because they suck. <laughs> like, they suck. These feelings suck. And I don't want to sugarcoat that. And I think if you've experienced burnout, it's really easy to know that none of us, maybe not none, I don't like speaking in uh, all or nothing. Most of us do not want to feel this way. We don't want the anger. We don't want the overwhelm and the defeat, especially around the holidays. Because Aren't the holidays a time where we're supposed to, there's that word, supposed to feel good? So if we don't, we can be really critical about those feelings and we can really be hard on ourselves about, gosh, it's the holiday. Everybody else is really happy. I'm just not. I'm not feeling good. I shouldn't feel this way. This is dumb. How can I stop this? Uh, And that is when we tend to turn to the uh, less than healthy coping skills or the things that serve us in the short term, but don't do a lot for us in the long term. Um, Things like numbing, uh, dissociative type coping skills, like scrolling social media. Um, Those things can be helpful in the moment, but they don't do a lot to help us really work through uh, the root of, of our emotions. And so the first tip here is looking at your emotions with those soft eyes, looking at them as you might look at a client who is really struggling with feeling down on themselves or feeling very, very lonely or sad. Um, Instead of taking an approach, like I doubt most of us would ever take the approach of, come on, it's not that bad. You shouldn't feel this way. (laughs) At least I hope we wouldn't. Um, Give yourself that same grace during the holidays to, to feel whatever it is that comes up for you in relation to the work that you're doing. Um, This endless grind of being a mental health professional during a pandemic, the, the endless grind of toxic capitalism and all the ways it is showing up and, and sexism and racism, allow yourself to feel that. Know that it is okay to have those feelings during a time that is quote unquote, supposed to be happy. Um, And just try to look at those feelings with soft eyes and notice what happens for yourself. If instead of taking a critical approach to those feelings, you turn toward them and say, okay, I see you. I'm not super happy that you're here, but I accept that you are. Um, What do you need from me? which is really in effect you asking yourself what you need from you uh, to manage those emotions and to to withstand all of the ugly feelings that might come up during the holiday season. So the next part that we're going to talk about is building rituals for yourself. Uh, Rituals that can give you the space to honor your own needs as we move into holiday season. Um, rituals that allow you to put space between yourself and your work. Um, it, it can be understandably very difficult for us to put space between ourselves and the work that we do because the work that we do is very intense. It's very emotionally involved. Um, we care very deeply about the people that we work with and we know 
we know that the holidays are difficult for a lot of people. Um, and so we can find ourselves becoming over-involved in the work and not setting up, you know, emotional, mental, or even energetic boundaries between ourselves and our workday. And it can be really difficult to feel like even when we are in the midst of celebrating, if we celebrate, it can be hard to feel like we can turn those things off for the time that we're with family and friends or with the people that we care about. And one of the ways that I like to do this for myself, not just during the holiday, but in general, in in my working world, I have rituals that allow me to close or at least slightly close the mental door between my work and my world outside of work. Um, I think I've talked about this on the show previously with some guests, and I just I always love the example. Um, I heard about this early in the pandemic person, you know, they they started working from home and they found that it was really hard to find a transition between working from home and then literally just, you know, like walking out of the office into their home and feeling like they had not really left work. And so what this person started to do is they would stop work, they would go out, they would get into their car, drive around the block, come back, park in the driveway, and then come in to the home again and say, hey, I'm home. And even that, that action, that ritual around ending the workday, it seemed to be a very effective way for this person to, um, to, to put that space, that mental space between themselves and their workday. Uh, and it's really important for all of us in the mental health world and the healthcare field, as much as we are able to. And I know that for a lot of us, this is a really difficult one. Um, but as much as we're able to, creating rituals and routines that give us that needed space can be one tool that you can use to reduce some of the burnout that you're feeling from being constantly engaged in your work. So the third part is to delegate. <laughs> um, I'm sure we all hear this word a lot, and it, it may feel difficult to do because we all have a lot on our plates, all, a lot of things that we're trying to do, um, a lot of things that we're trying to manage, same as our colleagues, especially for those of us who work in agency settings, community mental health, nonprofit, government, like we're all in the same boat. We're all trying to manage a ton of stuff. Um, and so the, the idea of delegating your tasks to a colleague may feel a little like, eh, can't quite do that. So if that's not possible for you, one way that I found was really effective for me in delegating tasks, particularly in my work with clients, was... You know, there, there would be a time where I would find myself at the end of a session um, for talking about scheduling. I would be the one to offer to reach out or if somebody, somebody, you know, called me to cancel, somebody called me to reschedule. I would often find myself like preemptively offering to reach out, offering to find time to reschedule. And while that's not inherently a bad thing, what that ended up doing for me, when I had, you know, 20 to 30 people on my caseload, so that's a whole lot of mental 
space being taken up trying to remember who I need to reach out to, when I need to reach out to them, the spaces that I need to keep open potentially if they want to come back. So for me, part of the delegation that started to work really well was giving the clients the autonomy back to say, thanks for letting me know that you can't come in today, or thanks for letting me know that our regularly scheduled time isn't going to work. I will look forward to hearing from you to reschedule. I'll look forward to hearing from you to tell me when you would like to come back in. And that would immediately give me the sense of some control back over the amount of time and energy I was putting into accommodating needs. It also allowed clients to have a lot of autonomy over when they were deciding to come back in, when they were deciding to schedule with me if they decided to, rather than it feeling like this push and pull and maybe even an obligation to come back in when they may not have actually wanted to do that. So that's just one example. Um, And I know that delegation can be a difficult ask for a lot of us who are working in um, really high paced teams where everybody is over overloaded, to be quite honest. Um, But I would really encourage you, as you're able to, Try to think of different ways that delegation might be able to happen in your life. Um, How can you make that possible for yourself, either professionally or personally? Okay, so the next one is using a script to stick to your boundaries. Um, This is one of those things that I like to do a lot in my work with clients, and that has worked really well for me as I have moved into my own professional space Uh, moved into owning my own business. Um, This idea of having more of a rehearsed response to to things that I know for myself are going to be really difficult if I try to manage it on the fly. Um, So for me, one of the things that comes up and has always come up is around scheduling. Um, Some of my earlier jobs, there was a lot of pressure to meet whenever the client is able to uh, bend the schedule to their needs. I was working with a lot of high acuity cases. And so it was important that we were able to offer flexibility for people. But what that translated into for me over the long term was not having any boundaries around my time. (laughs) I still struggle with that. I still struggle with having specific like boundaries around when my open and close times are and like when I'm meeting with people, it's really hard. So what I found worked really well for me was, I mean, first of all, trying as best as I could to remove what I assumed people would want from my brain and just get really real with myself about what I needed in terms of my schedule And when I had determined that for myself, I sat down and I wrote down for myself the literal words that I wanted to say to people if they asked for a time outside of my scheduled hours. Um, This particular thing can be really useful during the holidays because, you know, in, in some of our specialty areas, we may start to see a surge in clients coming in. We may start to see a lot of people asking for extra time with us. Um, it's to be expected. Some of us may actually experience a slump where maybe we work with folks who are not as high acuity, they don't need as much contact during the holidays, and so our time within work sort of goes down. 
Um, for those of us who are in that other area, though, where there is a surge and people are asking for a lot of our time, it is incredibly, incredibly tempting to go beyond what we have already set for ourselves as acceptable work hours and to say, oh, well, I don't normally meet at eight o'clock at night, but I know, you know, people are, people are really needing services right now. So I'm going to do it. And that over time, obviously, like that's, that's going to lead to burnout. And when you open that door and when you allow that on your schedule, um, it can be really difficult to, to walk that back. Um, and so when I found myself wanting to overschedule or to schedule outside of my own hours, I sat down and I wrote down the words that I wanted to be able to say to people when they would ask for something that I wasn't offering. Uh, so I would encourage you to do the same as you consider what your schedule needs to look like over this holiday season, um, sitting down and just writing down kind of like a basic basic script that you can practice and practice and practice and then eventually use uh, when somebody requests a time or a service or a space that you're not able to provide. Okay, next thing. Uh, Don't force a celebration um, and try to communicate to others ahead of time what your particular limits are when it comes to celebrating the holidays. Um, this applies both to the workplace. Uh, so I know a lot of us who work in community mental health and agencies, like they'll have, whether it's a Christmas party or a non-denominational party, or just like a general holiday year end party. If that's not your jam, you're not into it, or you feel like you can be partially into it, but you need to be able to leave do do the best you can to accept that for yourself like that it's one thing to not want to celebrate it's a whole nother thing to then create guilt for ourselves because well because everybody else is doing it I'd feel like a bad team player I don't want to disappoint people like we we gotta be able to advocate for what our own limits are when it comes to celebrating Um, one of the ways that you can do this similar to using a script for your boundaries around your time is having those conversations with people ahead of time, having the conversations with colleagues, supervisors, administrators around what you know, you're able to give, um, in terms of celebrating or spending extra time. Uh, you know, this goes back to the differences in how people feel about the holidays, for some of us, we love it. It's fucking great. We're so into it. We love the Christmas parties. We love the New Year's parties. We're all there. That's awesome. Like you do you. I, I'm all for that. I'm guessing there's a whole lot of us who don't want to have anything to do with that. And that's also okay. This is one of those areas where, especially in the professional realm, And hopefully this can generalize out to your personal life too, is this, this needing to communicate clearly to the people around you, what you're able to do, sticking to the script, sticking to the boundaries, not overstepping your own boundaries, not agreeing to go to a party that you honestly have zero fucking interest in going to. And if it's mandated, like if you are required to be there, communicating clearly to the people who are putting it on 
what your limits are in terms of what you're willing to do, how long you're willing to be there, whether you're going to drink or not drink, whatever it is, whatever limits you need to have in place, communicating that to people as much as you're able um, and sticking to that for yourself. Uh, Because similar to the scheduling, uh, scheduling challenges, the moment we start to overstep our own boundaries and stop honoring them for the comfort of other people or for the needs of other people, um, that is where resentment, frustration, burnout, that's where it tends to step in. Okay, still, still on the boundary stuff, we're going to number six. Um, As much as you're able, demonstrate that healthy boundary setting for your clients and your work by enacting them. Um, So this is where we can do, quite honestly, this can be clinical in nature. You know, if you are working in a setting where there, there is high acuity, you have clients who have higher need, obviously doing what you need to do to meet that need within what is clinically reasonable and appropriate, do that. Um, But it's also important during these times when everybody, everybody is pretty overloaded. Um, It's helpful, not just for you, but for the people within your orbit to see and have demonstrated for them what it looks like to set boundaries and what it looks like to enact them and to enact them in a way that is kind, that is genuine, that is authentic. Um, and that is not, it's not enacted out of resentment, um, but it's enacted out of respect for yourself. Um, quite honestly, this one is not just for the holidays. It's not just something that applies between the months of November and December. Uh, This is a skill that it can serve you really well over the course of your career to be able to demonstrate what it looks like and what it means to have boundaries with people. So whether that means, like if you tell folks, I don't provide emergency services, I don't answer my phone after, say, 6 p.m., here are the numbers that you can call here are the services available this is the emergency line sticking to that sticking to that and demonstrating to people that you'll be consistent in what you say you're going to do again this is something that can generalize from work to home to friends to family Um, of course those those areas may be a little more challenging. Uh, The more personal realm can be challenging for a lot of us, especially during this time of high expectation, high stress. Um, But the more you're able to recognize that the boundary is beneficial for both parties involved um, to manage stress, to manage resentment, to manage burnout, Um, hopefully the easier it becomes to, to feel grounded in making those decisions for yourself. Okay. So the last piece that I'll talk about is, um, is for folks who find themselves enjoying setting new year's resolutions or who are interested in, um, kind of identifying a goal that they want to set for themselves, whether that's connected to the new year or not, um, So if you are a resolutions or a new goal person, uh, I would really invite you during this holiday season to take the time to really sit down with yourself and map out what you want 
your professional life to look like over the next year or two? What are the things that you want to be doing? What is working really well for you that you want to expand upon? What's not working for you that you need to figure out how to reduce or eliminate from your professional life? Um, you know, what, what are the, what are some of the first steps that you would need to take to make that possible? Um, so for example, for myself into the new year, what I'm really hoping to be able to do, um, both to expand my professional life, but also to help me manage burnout. One of the things that I really want to be able to do is start offering courses to people. I want to be able to have the time and have the space to build out a course that is really, um, really well laid out, uh, that is professional and helpful and beneficial to the people who are using it. I know for myself that if I go at the pace that I've been going at, I won't be able to create that. So if that's a goal that I have for myself, both to expand my professional reach and my skills and to set something up that will help me manage my burnout in the long term, I need to get clear with myself around now, right? What I need to do to make that goal possible. What are the steps I need to take? Does it mean raising my fee by $10 and, um, you know, taking a, taking a one-to-one time slot off of my schedule and rededicating that to professional development? Um, does it look like expanding my professional network and taking the time to reach out to people and schedule actual interactions with people who I want to be able to help and whose insight and guidance I would really benefit from. Um, it can feel really easy to just kind of stumble into the new year and things just keep going as they've been going and to feel like you have this general sense that you want something to change, but nothing really is. Um, and so I would suggest, you know, if you are the type of person who wants to be able to start something fresh, start something new, um, give yourself the gift of being able to set aside an hour or two of your time, really dedicated time to plan out what you want for yourself and what steps you can start taking to make that happen. Um, and just enjoy the process. Enjoy what it feels like to dream something different for yourself. Um, whether or not it comes to fruition, um, I think it's really important that we continue to look into the things that will bring us fulfillment and satisfaction out of our careers. Um, to continue looking into what we want our work to be. Uh, do we want it to continue being one-on-ones? Do we want to be able to go deeper and further with the clients that we're working with? Do we want to expand into a group format? Do we want to expand into teaching, public speaking? Um, I know a lot of us have be become interested in coaching, right? Like, what do we want to do? Um, so that would be, you know, one of the, the last ideas that I have for this episode about burnout in, in the holiday season is giving yourself 
permission and the space to enjoy thinking about what you want to do for yourself um, and really expand upon the possibilities uh, that you've provided to yourself and enjoy it. Um, even if even if you don't end up doing it, just enjoy the process of imagining for yourself what you want your professional life to be. Okay, so this is um, this is the end of the episode. It's thirty minutes. Holy cow! I feel like <laughs> I feel like I did okay with not expounding too much on all of these different points. Um, that's what I have, you know, it's not, I tried to not create an episode that was all about like, oh, you know, like, just get some sunshine and say the word no. Like, <laughs> I'm honestly so tired of hearing that stuff, even though it, it works. We all know it works. We know those things. Um, but sometimes we need to go just a little bit deeper um, and find things that are going to have more sustainable results for ourselves when we're dealing with burnout, whether it's during the holiday season or not. Um, so yeah, I, I would encourage you to take what feels good, leave the rest. Um, if there are some aspects of this that you don't think would apply to you, that's totally fine. Um, if you feel like it all applies to you, I would encourage you to um, really make the space and the time to incorporate what feels useful uh, into your work day and maybe even into your personal life as well, um, wherever these things are needed. What I will say, um, what I'm excited to offer is um, in the Patreon community, I will be doing a, an expanded episode on the rituals and the scripts. Uh, so the stuff that we talked about today, building rituals to create space and then uh, scripts that you can use to stick to your boundaries. Um, I will be offering an episode for Patreon members uh, in the next couple of days, uh, really specific things that people can do um, to have those rituals, to have those scripts. I'm going to actually be giving like literal scripts to people. Um, and there's going to be a downloadable component to that as well. So you can head on over to the Patreon page. Uh, the address for that is patreon.com slash mental status pod. If you join at the, I think it's $8 a month um, level, you'll get access to the episode where we talk about ritual building and scripts that you can use to stick to your boundaries. Um, and those things are not specific to the holidays. They are more general. Um, so they're things that you can use even outside of November and December. Um, yeah, and that's really all I got for y'all today. Uh, I really appreciate you listening, tuning in. It means a lot to me to have your support. Um, if you found this episode useful, I would super appreciate it if you would uh, give it a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts, is that, if that is where you're listening to it. Uh, make sure to subscribe and share this with folks who you think might benefit. Um, and yeah, you know, the Patreon community is for everybody. Uh, it's where I'm going to be sharing a lot more um, like detailed stuff uh, in the future. So if you're interested in that, I would invite you to hop on in there and check it out. Uh, and yeah, that's all I got for you. Uh, it's been good. And I look forward to speaking to y'all again soon. Bye.